Giant guitar. It's an attack. This is Eric. Never mind. Let's not go to Earth. Tis a silly place. I'm Justin. <laughs> Who the fuck is Pia Sedora? I'm Sam. I am a fire hydrant. I will now pee pee on a dog. This is Jackie. And this is Voyage of the Rock Aliens on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Yuki! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. Hello to my good looking sometimes uh, co-hosts. Today you guys are both looking ravishing, just so you know. It was a long night. No, I meant it. Like like you you uh, cover models. Couple co- I'm looking at couple cover models yeah, here. I usually glow the day after I have ribs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just because you've got barbecue sauce in your hair. It's actually light reflecting on ketchup and maple sugar that's glued yeah. to your head. We Jackie and I watched a Richard Grieco movie, and I thought I would try his lookout. Mm. And I think it's sweet baby rays in your hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also got a very special guest here today for the show. The man uh, who introduced us to Voyage of the Rock Aliens, fan and friend of the show, Eric. Hello, Eric, to you, good sir. Hello, all you guys. Hello, all podcast listeners. Uh, this is Eric. I'm very glad to introduce you guys to to this little movie and uh, glad to be on the show yeah well we're glad to have you here well you have a good radio voice well he should <laughs> he's got his own podcast eric why don't you I tell do. us it a little about what you do we we talk no, we just want to listen to him talk oh okay we, we talked <laughs> about talking nonsense eric we, we talked about what you do on your podcast uh about a month ago uh right. the double loop podcast podcast but uh rather than have us yammer on endlessly like i'm doing uh why don't you tell us what you do on your show so I'm a my real job besides all the podcasting fun is I'm a forensic scientist and uh, I look at uh, latent fingerprints and uh, a colleague of mine and I uh, started six years ago the Double Loop podcast where we talk about fingerprint topics. Um, it's you know it's mainly like high level stuff for people in the field that also do those comparisons, but we also have a lot of listeners that just you know like learning more or hearing forensic scientists talk about inside baseball kind of stuff right and um sometimes talk about um you know famous cases uh you know the making a murderer the staircase uh oj we uh, we've you know, reviewed a bunch of stuff like that as well so um yeah we've been we've been going strong we we're putting out episode 200 here beginning oh, wow. of this week good for you guys so if i put liquid band-aid on my fingers <laughs> Would that stop me from having fingerprints in, like, let's say, a bank robbery? Um, it it just is. It might. It might if it's thick enough. Um, but you remember, you'd have to cover your fingers and the whole finger and the palm because there's prints along the whole that whole surface. Damn it! But it might be easier to put on 
um, gloves. That's a little <laughs> secret there is to defeat fingerprint, you know, scientists, gloves. Is, is, <laughs> Who would have Everyone's thought? always thinking about, what if I cut my fingers or right. you put on this? Just put on gloves. It defeats our entire field. Stupid criminals. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. I know true crime podcasting is like the biggest thing on the planet right now. Right. Um, right. So if you if we have listeners of the show that I know love true crime as well, so um, you know, check it out. Give it a go. It, it might be uh, like you say, high level stuff, but I would think that uh, an authority within the field discussing true crime would be a lot better uh, if you're if you're passionate about it than some schmo. Basically, three people that don't know shit about fucking a basement like us. Um, <laughs> You know, go go straight to the source. It's like getting your news from uh, or your podcasting from direct from Magnum PI. Mm. That's true. Well, and you know, a lot know, of the-, the true crime stuff is is like the stories behind it. We try to kind of put a lot of that aside and just look at the forensic, the science right. part of yeah. of things when we go into uh, into those true crime cases. But also, a lot of time is talking about like research and and uh, and other stuff that fingerprint people do. So. Yeah, cool. And where where can people find that at? Anywhere you can uh, listen to podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, or DoubleLoopPodcast.com. There you go. Right on. Uh, shall we get into uh, a little backstory a little on backstory. the mystery well, if, that if is? If you guys don't mind, I'd I, I like to fill in a little a little backstory of my own on this, Please uh, do. this movie. Yes. Um, so... In in college in the mid nineties, um, me and some friends in the dorm uh, started getting into bad movies. We'd watch the videotapes of Mystery Science Theater that we'd find at the video store, mm-hmm. or just. But it wasn't like a thing where you could like look up online, you know, these good bad movies. So we just pull random tapes off the shelf and just kind of see what we got, and uh, went to this really tiny like. Um, I don't know, maybe only like eight, ten feet across, twenty feet deep video store near campus, and just browsing through the aisles, I come across this this VHS tape, and it looked amazing. I, I don't know if you guys have seen the cover of the VHS tape. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's really all good. the characters like flying through space, right. and it, it's like a really busy, like hand drawn uh, kind of cover. Took it back to the dorm, and oh my god, we it just blew our minds as. I saw someone else online write that uh, if if their kid ever asked what were the '80s like, just pop in this movie. And this is <laughs> this is just the '80s exploding all over your TV screen. And uh, so we returned the tape, and all summer long, when I went back home, was telling all my other friends back home about it. Got back to campus, and the video store had closed. So I spent the next about two years trying to track down another VHS copy of it. Finally found one, convinced the owners of that video store to sell it to me. So since then, I've just been showing people that I know about it, talking about it. And and usually I can, like I did with you guys over this, that text message or uh, PM I sent over Facebook, just the brief summary of who's in it and what the main plot points are is enough to sell people on watching this crazy movie. Yeah. I I. Right. It's, it's the same experience, essentially, that Sam and I ran into with the cult uh, classic Pieces and, Pieces. Yes. and America 3000. Both, uh, so in Pieces, Tom, uh, us the lesson in front of the program, Sean, is that when we took it, we got it from the video store and it was a treasure. We just never gave it back and figured whatever the the I 
pretend to destroy it in my car fee was was going to be worth it because we'd never find it again. Yeah, exactly. Some of those you just can't take back. Yeah. Um, Sam, why don't you tell us the history or whatever you uh, whatever you can find? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a bit about this movie. There surprisingly, is, so oddly enough, what do you got? So a guy named uh, James Giudotti had written a script that was his imagining was that it was going to be like you were flipping through the channels of midnight movies, and it was going to be a, a like a mega spoof. Of all of these uh, camp midnight movies, and it was going to have a little bit of everything. You mean like, uh, like the Frankie and Annette type uh, midnight no, movies, like or monster creature features? Yeah, okay. And uh, the producers of the film got a hold of it and decided to do a musical instead. Okay, uh, I think that's the natural progression. The sea monster uh, is one of the things that stayed. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining the scene with the slasher business with the chainsaw. Correct is stuff that made it through and that whole scene with the gal and the guy like fixing the chainsaw is probably the largest intact piece of the original script i would <laughs> probably, say yeah. uh and then the rest of it it's like oh we got Zadora. and then it just became that yeah the Zadora spectacular yes i'll go ahead and tell you that i had no idea who Zadora was until we watched this I thought it was Persis Kambata. Nope. It's not even the same thing. Uh, she's, how did I not ever see this person, I guess? Well, you have. Or, the wait, The wait, only experience what? I have with Piazzadora is uh, Naked Gun, Naked 33, Gun. 33 and a third, where they pull her head, her wig off, and she's got no hair, and then she falls in a trumpet. Which Was she famous? Because that's how that movie sells yeah. it. It's like, hey, we got Piazzadora, but... What the fuck is that? After reading okay, so about you guys, seriously didn't know who. Okay, so yeah. Pia Zadora, um, she was in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yes. Right. Yes. Which we only know from bad movie uh, right, trivia, right. but not. But then in um, the late seventies, she marries um, a billionaire yes. who's thirty years older than her. Okay. Who then finances uh, her to be in movies, including uh, a movie called Butterfly, had Orson Welles and Stacey Keach. Yep. Uh-huh. And then basically pays off the Golden Globes so that she wins Best New Star from oh, the Golden boy. Globes. Oh, boy. Yeah. But Al- she also won the Razzie yep. for the same movie. And she was nominated for Worst Actress of the Decade <laughs> um, for the 80s, but lost to Madonna. Actually, no, she won. the won. for Worst Actress of the Century yeah. uh, in 2000. Yeah, she she won Worst Actress of the Decade. She lost the Century to Madonna. Oh, that's what it was. That's, yes. what, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, apparently this guy was so rich that he bought Jerry Buss's $7 million mansion and just bulldozed it and built a new one. Wow. Yeah, Jerry Buss owns the Laker, owned the Lakers before he was dead. Yeah, right. So she's basically just Anna Nicole Smith, but without massive boobs. Yeah. And she sings. Well, yeah, sort of. Well, Apparently she tried to her act music. first, and that didn't really work out. So then I think that now this is like her trying to sing. And evidently, this song that starts the movie was huge in Europe. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I also, on one of her bios that I was reading... There was brief talk of this movie, and it said that it was gave her the ability to showcase her comedic side. I disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah, what? She wasn't funny in this movie. I yeah. sing, I dance, yeah. I tell jokes. I'm like Tony Danza. Uh, they 
her album that was made right before this one, Let's Dance Tonight, like half the songs end up in the movie. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Craig Sheffer for a second. Can we not ever again? How the fuck is this guy in this movie and a river runs through it? Right. Which is a, a can't, he didn't get nominated. He didn't get nominated. Right. Like the movie, I guess that's how you can t- talk about strong writing is that mm. the writing of that novel and film is so strong that it, it can win Academy Awards, even with Craig Sheffer in it. Right. Because he's he's awful. I mean, he's well, not he's just Nightbreed. Right. Nightbreed. Nightbreed yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, uh, the other big one that I can't remember. No, I think those are the, these are the big three for Sheff. Uh, there was another one. But um, anyways, it, he is just so bad in everything that he does in this movie. Uh, the singing is not him. But his pretend singing is terrible. It's some uh, of the worst. He is <laughs> not a good dancer. And his main thing that he does really well is a poopy face. And you can only get a... you Like, the poopy face is like the F word. You can't just sling it out whenever you want to. You got to nail it. Yeah. And you can't... I think he disagrees. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just do it all the time. That's what you do. I'm Craig Shever. You know, you listen to me. <laughs> yeah, he was. he's a movie star. Who the fuck are you? Some yeah. damn bum in a basement podcasting? Oh, fucking Craig uh, he Shever! He can do those shirtless push-ups pretty well. <laughs> oh, he's awful. I threw up in my mouth. Yeah. He's... I laughed the hardest during his uh, solo number. Yeah, the Nature of the Beast song. Yeah, the Nature of the Beast song. I That was... Oh, my God. I laughed awesome. so hard, I almost fell off the couch. No, I haven't seen that much suck in one place ever. <laughs> Jackie, let's go to you and ask the uh, usual question. Is he the sexy? No. Okay. <laughs> that fast. Cleared that one up right away. <laughs> there was no sexy in this movie, uh, but not for females or males. There was no sexy in this movie. It was just, I mean, okay, maybe the sea monster was a little bit good looking. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down the tentacle porn path again. What about the lady that played Rachel's boss in season seven of uh, Friends? Oh, that's the chainsaw, that's chainsaw lady. lady. Oh. Remember, that's who she is. Is Rachel? I can't okay. name something more significant than yeah, that, that right. she's done. Okay. She well, was I in mean, the John Larroquette show, but then yeah, she was the lady that handcuffed Chandler to her chair in Friends. Yes, yes right. I now remember that. Well, and the sheriff lady won an Oscar. Ruth Gordon, yes, yeah, uh, she's yeah, she's she's a big deal. Yeah, Ruth Gordon's a huge deal. She's of course Maude in Harold and Maude. Yeah, probably the most iconic. Yeah, Oscar for Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. Three more Academy Award nominations for writing. She won nominated for a Tony and won an Emmy for Taxi. She's oh, like huge. wow! So she's is that an EGOT, an Emmy, a Tony? What about we? Are we missing? She's missing Grammy? a Grammy. Well, if she wrote songs, and she only got nominated for the Tony. Oh, okay, okay. No, you got it. But close. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's better than I got. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if you really look at the star power in this movie, there's, you know. Like the band Remus? <laughs> Rema? Remus? Rima. Rema. Yeah. I thought it was R-H-E-M-A. Did you guys look up with this band? Yeah, a little. I knew that the bass player apparently wasn't sexy enough to be in the movie so they kicked him out of the movie oh no yeah that's he didn't sucks. screen well or something like that Dude, the rest of them did yeah and then the what? guy that plays the lead is actually a, a child actor that they brought in so he's not in the band right that so that guy the, the child actor he's he's still at it and has, has had minor roles in pretty woman batman begins and dunkirk huh yeah huh. Whereas Craig Sheffer hasn't done anything since 2016, and it was a Seagal movie. Right. So he's back where Hey, he, he was in One Tree Hill, you know. I Yeah, I don't oh, know what that is. I've that's a TV show. Yeah. Uh, we're missing somebody big, Sam. Uh, 
Are you, are you forgetting someone in this movie? You're not in the movie, Justin. John Berryman. Yeah, John Berryman's the... From the Hills Have Eyes guy. From... Michael like, Berryman? Yeah, yeah, Michael, Michael Berryman. Berryman. Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> from lots of horror movies. Yeah, from lots of horror movies. But they, he's on the cover of Hills yeah. Has Eyes, and he basically is that guy in this movie. Uh, I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he's the only one that did a good job. The other... There's another person that did a good job. The Puma. Uh, Bob Giraldi that did the actual music video, not the director of the movie. Right. Because that's the same guy that did, like, Beat It and all those. He's he's a big deal in the music video scene, and he did that music video that they stuck at the front of the movie that used to be at the back of the movie, but they just kind of reshuffled this deck because nobody liked it, and they figured, let's put the best part at the beginning. That'll get people involved, and they'll, then they'll just sit there and hope that something like that happens again, and it never does. It never and will. Like, oh, I guess I still don't like that movie. <laughs> or if they leave in the middle of it, they at least saw the best part. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the I guess I'll mention that the director is uh, James Fargo, who I know because he did Forced Vengeance. Ooh. His Wikipedia page says he did two Chuck Norris movies, but I don't think he did. I think he just did Forced Vengeance, and... He also directed The Enforcer, mm-hmm. which is Dirty Harry 3, which is also when the Dirty Harry movies get really stupid. Yeah, that's when it takes a turn. <laughs> uh, Eric, you got anything else that you want to add on here? Well, yeah. Um, the the voice of the uh, robot slash fire hydrant mm-hmm. is Optimus fucking yeah. Prime. Right. I can't remember that guy's name, though, and I forgot to Peter look it Cullen. up. Peter Cullen. Yeah. Um, and this, the, I'm just amazed the deeper I dig into this. Um, you mentioned the director, um, who also worked on, on Jaws and Duel, but, uh, the editor edited American Werewolf in London, uh, Trading Places, Three Amigos and Wayne's World. But the uh, director of photography, the cinematographer, um, was also the DP for Dr. Strangelove, Hard Day's Night, The Omen, Flash Gordon, and Star Wars. This is the director of photography of star wars shot this movie right uh, well i don't really care about star wars let's talk about flash gordon right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was the <laughs> flash gordon is like the bee's knees of movies i, I just want to throw that out there uh yeah no i don't know how they put a, a like a, ba- a behind the camera crew of talent when you just look at what's going where they want to go in this you look at the script and you're like no. I'll tell you how. Her husband had enough money to bulldoze right. okay. Jerry Buss's yeah. fucking okay. house. That's a very valid point. And yeah. uh, sign me attention. up. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> Hell, I'll sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He'd kick you out. You fart too much. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Voyage of the Rock Aliens from 1984. Let's talk about some costume design. Okay. I'd like to talk about just design in general. Like let's 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 before we get into the costume, let's talk about their spaceship because that's the very first thing we see <laughs> is the it's is it like are they just Jefferson Starship? Because it's just a flying guitar through space. It's a flying V. Right. Through space, which is what Jefferson Starship did in that goddamn we built this city music video. Also sucked. Also sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and then we get introduced to um the uh, the robot, uh, whatever his name is, Fire Hydrant, we're not going to dig too deep into him, but uh, because for the most part, he's just a Fire Hydrant, which isn't that awesome. I think uh, his name is 3587. Yeah, he's just a model number. But he uh, decides that th- their whole scientific mission, this guitar, Flying V, uh, is a scientific mission to find awesome tunes. 
And so he uh, warps into space, turns on the computer, they scan through some channels, and find, finally, Earth with Piazzadora and Jermaine Jackson doing... Uh, the when the uh, wind begins to fall or something when like the that. rain begins yeah to rain fall? begins to fall that's the the song's title she was pregnant during the music video Ooh. yeah oh okay maybe that's why she had all the extra clothing on compared to what i the couldn't the tell the was. difference yeah uh what about this movie or i mean what about this music video because that's that's what I mean, what it I is? Want to hear it's a Jackie's music comments video. on it's... the costumes for this thing. Yeah. Oh my god. First off, we have the sand people, right, from Star Wars. Yeah, with their weird little headgear things on, and the, their motorcycle. Like they're a motorcycle world. gang. No, they don't have any motorcycles. Then we have the white people with the white clothing oh, okay. on the white bikes. Okay, I thought you were talking that about. are their own gang, and they're a part of Steven Tyler's gang because they all have. Scarves on their handlebars. They have scarves on their handlebars. Which I would think would be super fucking dangerous. That's going to go right in the spokes. Get tangled uh, in a chain. They almost look like they're, they're dressed as nuns in like habits. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what we were talking about. I, th- I said pe- it looked their hats looked like they had put their pants on backwards <laughs> over their heads. And then kind of like, I don't know, got like a, a rubber band or something to keep them on. <laughs> so that, you know, wearing your clothing weird. It's future fashion. This is what. Well, the, well, speaking of future fashion, what's with the Piazzadora eyeshadow over just one eye, but all the way up to her hairline? Right. She saw glitter and was like, "Well, if she, can, if that bitch can do that, then I can do it. I'm going to put it on my face." <laughs> the cat lady has the same thing going on later. And the I cat lady in the Craig Sheffer cat music video. Oh, she had face paint. She had half uh, face paint. Okay. So is it like is it like a is is she from the future because she's got silver paint on her face or is that like she's part of the gang because she's essentially what the motorcyclists call an old lady she just rides on the back of motorcycles and because there's nobody else she's the only female in this biker gang so I think she's either uh, a sex traffic victim uh, where she's been kidnapped and is now just forced to live inside of this biker gang in the future or. She is part of the gang, and that's her symbol. It's like wearing colors. She's got silver on white. her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Wearing that too. white. <laughs> I I noticed, though, that her the guy she's riding around with had bigger eyebrows and yeah. more eyeshadow on than she did. Oh, absolutely. And when he took off his sunglasses, I was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, no. And then you start looking at the other guys on the motorcycles, and and it doesn't matter. They've all got these huge eyebrows mm-hmm. that they've got drawn on. They've got future eyebrows, Jackie. And it's like, okay. Like, that's why she only could have one side of her face have eyeshadow on it. Because those fuckers used it all <laughs> before they got to the the thing. Right. <laughs> the thing. Because the thing that they're going to is just a like a... I don't know. Where the hell is this place? A diner. I... No, 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 not, not that you're jumping way past the music video. They're on this beach within this like burned out. Well, it's not even a burned out. It's just a really old hillside town like like the yeah. uh, like the Aztecs built it. Like yeah, or like it's Italy. old it's and crappy. Ex old place in Italy. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, so is this place got a bar or what? And then he's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm in love with your old lady. And she's like. Jermaine Jackson's pretty good at bass playing, so I think I'm going to hang out with him for a while. Yeah. He's good with his fingers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
you're kind of skipping over that. This is a music video with Jermaine Jackson. Yes. <laughs> right. I didn't, didn't want that to slip past, but uh, yeah, just, you know, because Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So they go on this like mini love story where he steals her away from the motorcycle gang guy and they get in a dance fight and There's then a lot of crane kicks in this a lot of crane kicks. I also one of my only notes for the film is that Jermaine is the perfect weapon because he also does the super fast hand punching. Right. Uh, it's definitely not a real martial art. No. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end of it, after he, Jermaine Jackson, beats up, and his crew beat up the white biker gang, they just are like, oh, well, this town sucks. And uh-huh. get on, gets on their bike, and she's like, I guess I'm leaving. Bye, yeah. storybook romance guy. And that's the end of the video. <laughs> I kind of like read between the lines that she's like, nope, I like white people better. See ya. Oh, it no. doesn't say it. It says it <laughs> as explicitly as you can. They're wearing white underwear on their head and riding white bikes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> that's the whole music video, and that's the last we see of Jermaine Jackson. Uh, let's address this now. Do we like this uh, song? No. No? You didn't like When the Rain Begins to Fall? No. Man, I kind of liked it. I didn't care for it. Something about rainbows, and I was like, nope, I'm out. Eric, where are you out on Rain Begins to Fall? Uh, I have the MP3 on my phone. No! (laughs) You and Justin are going to be jamming out later. I'm a sucker for 80s movies, and this is the cheesiest of cheesy 80s songs. Oh, it totally is. terrible, but I love it because it's terrible. Yeah, I've got the Megaforce theme on my phone, so I can't uh, fault you there at all. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like this track. This this type of track, if if, when I was five years old, I would have been a sucker for. I would have been like, oh my God, Jermaine Jackson's the best. I kind of still was that way. Um, You're like that way now. Yeah, you were geeking out on Jermaine pretty hard during this whole sequence. I like Jermaine Jackson. I'm not going to lie. He's fucking cool. Yeah. He's he's trying his best to look like his brother in this one, because at one point he's got on like the the military lapel kind of jacket. Yep, I noticed that. He's got the little curl down on his forehead Mm -hmm. at one point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before his brother had his hair set on fire. Ah, bastard. (laughs) Oh, sorry. If I was Jermaine Jackson, I'd probably be like, ha! Take it, you... Take it, you successful son of a bitch. Little brother who helped me get super famous <laughs> when we were kids. <laughs> All right, maybe he yeah, wouldn't do know. that. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyways, so the robot sees this video, and he's like, yeah, sure, Earth will work. The computer agrees. Like, yeah, this, this is going to be a good place to check out some rock. It just people. says, why not? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, sure. Super funny. I'm, I'm, I'm out of gas, I guess, so let's stop here. And so he has to wake up the crew and their little action figures that he puts into a tube. And I guess it's like, like, uh, unshrinking them. Yeah. Like one of those rehydrated, little, maybe little sponge dinosaurs yeah. that you got that you put in the sink and oh my God, it's, it went from a pill to a giant dinosaur because they're now they shoot out of the tube and they're full grown men to a giant. It's always like a three inch dinosaur sponge. Right. <laughs> and you're like, Wow. This is slightly more appointing than if Remus was to come out of the pills. <laughs> I really, really liked this. With that they are little guys and yeah, they the, big, big guys? Yeah, and that they go through the, the clear tube. You see their little action figures getting uh-huh. sucked through. Right. And then the one doesn't come out right, so they have to put him back in. 
Yeah, and he comes. He still comes out upside down after they put him back in. Yeah, because he's the goofy one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These poor bastards had to do two months of acting classes to be in the oh, movie. Dude, really? Both bands. Both bands. Like, because you, you need real bands to do this shit. Uh, Honestly, oh, man, that's because it didn't make a difference. No, no. oh boy, that, that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, like what a waste of two months of your life. And as Eric uh, wrote to us, uh, these guys really are shitty, shitty Devo. Like there's Devo, then there's shitty Devo, and then there's Remus? shitty, shitty Devo. Uh, and that's what these guys are. <laughs> so the little background with these guys is actually from Phoenix, like like me. Um, they In the 70s, they, they tried to be like 70s Christian rock Whoa. and then evolved into let's try to copy journey and oh my gosh ario speedwagon uh-huh. that was popular and then by this time they saw devo and thomas dolby and were like oh let's do that yeah so, right you know what i got news for you hmm. if you can't make it as a christian rocker Ooh, yeah you don't have yeah. a rock career yeah, it's time to walk away because <laughs> i swear to god they'll put anybody who's like i love the jesus doesn't matter what you're singing about doesn't matter what uh you know font you're in font yeah. country rock <laughs> comic pop, sans comic sans <laughs> geo-gothic <laughs> they will put your ass on the radio and you will sell millions of albums with your jesus hits yeah <laughs> comic sans okay uh pretty weird Jax. <laughs> you describe them by their font <laughs> um so uh they do a bunch of goofy stuff. They play another music video of them doing a music video, but it sucks. It's not produced well, okay, by so, any And a little just... interstition, a minute, 50 seconds from the end of right. Jermaine Jackson to... I, 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 I timed out the... Because the, I've always been curious about the how long you can go between music videos in this movie, and it's less than two minutes here. Oh, boy. But um, I hope I, you I have a clock on all this. of them. My, one of my favorite parts of this movie is the literal interpretation of the lyrics in the music video uh-huh so at the one point the lyrics are we had the world in the palm of our hand then we turned around and dropped it and in the music video the lead singer who's not the lead of the aliens mm-hmm. they they put the actual lead singer on there is holding a big like three foot wide globe in his hand turns around in a swivel chair and then drops it Right, because <laughs> I like that part. You have to show what that looks like, otherwise we wouldn't understand the meaning of the music. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the summit of music video uh, in 1984 is interpretive dance. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal: they couldn't just sing. We've got the whole world in our hands, right? It didn't work out for them in their previous Christian rock business. Yeah, that's true. That's so they true. had to like jazz it up a little bit, right? Devo out and. You know, give it a new spin. Maybe drop a globe on the beatdown cam. That's right. Bam. Maybe that line is a metaphor for from where they were before. They also Uh. went to a rock planet and were like, yeah, we became kings uh, because we love rock so much that they were like, oh, my God, these guys from space are our gods and masters. Uh, Let's worship them. And then they like ate all the food and got kicked off the planet. You ate all the potato salad. You're out of here. <laughs> You're out of here, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> my lord. Because, you know, they worship them like gods. It came from space, Sam. Sure. <laughs> Just don't eat all the potato salad, I Don't guess. do that. It's rude. Um, so they do arrive over Earth, and we get introduced to the location where the movie takes place. is Lake Erie. 
uh, on the shores of Lake Erie. Which is a dump. With two E's. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, it's No swimming, no diving. Yeah. No blah, blah, blah. No kidding. Uh, it's I love the sign. Gone to toxic waste. This is essentially what the toxic, toxic Avenger falls into to yeah. become Citizen Toxie. Um, th- but th- it also has like lake monsters living in it that have been mutated by the what toxic waste. Called, it's the same monster that's in the trash compactor. Uh, yeah, right. In Star Wars. It is, pretty much. Uh, we never Only see its big. face. It's just a tentacle monster. Actually, it's also the uh, monster at the end of the graphic novel version of Watchmen. Yes, indeed. Yeah. No, that has a face. It's a big eyeball. Oh, it does well, have an eyeball. I'm just going to throw this out here now. The uh, lake monster is one of my favorites Okay. in this movie. All right. Because he just kind of shows up in like weird shots. He's just in the background sometimes like, dude, 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 dude. There's his arm. What is the lake monster's motivation? He seems to be sexually motivated. I, that's kind of what I'm getting to because he doesn't eat anybody. He doesn't pull him into the lake and, and like they have to uh, have uh, fucking Frodo get saved by Gandalf or anything like that. He tries to get that one guy that was making out on the beach with hairspray lady. Yeah, well, yeah. We don't we don't know what he did with that guy. He well, just, he well, he couldn't get him because fat jogging lady stepped on him. Yeah, exactly. And fat jogging lady was super offensive yeah, since we're talking yeah, about her. Yeah. She had yes, on. She was. <laughs> she had on like a survival vest and it had like candy bars and shit strapped to it. Yeah. <laughs> and like a thing of Coke and she's just like running through there. It's like, are you diabetic? Yeah, why do exercising? you have, why do you have this life vest thing on that's full of candy bars? And you know, I'm sorry, but uh, that just fucking pissed me off so bad. I was like, that that looks like me. I'm a big fat ass and I don't run with candy bars taped to my shirt. You just ran down the hall and took all of the peanut butter cups out of your survival vest? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right, God so, damn it. Jackie, uh, question here now that we've gotten into the next music video. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't, I don't think it's it, you can cover it all just at the top of the of the episode talking about costumes here, right? The costumes here with Piazzadora walking out with the Union Jack cut off T shirt uh-huh. and the the red pan, uh, capris and the crossed belts uh, and headband. Uh, I mean, this might be the eightiest part of the whole of the whole movie it might it, is all the costumes here in this scene, and it's, and it's my favorite costume that she has. It's also. So I'm glad you brought it up. It's also very much poorly produced than the previous music video that was she was in, and her dance number sucks. Like you're <laughs> interested into the full glory, or you're uh, introduced to the full glory of Piazzadora right here. Whereas before, it was like, oh, okay, maybe she's just you know like like she was vanity good in the first music video, which is not good, but she's vanity good. That's not terrible because she didn't have a lot of opportunity to screw anything up. She just gave, poop, you know, yeah. moopy face to Jermaine Jackson. But in this one, she, she can't is doing good. the singing and the dancing and the jumping around and hustling her shoulders side to side and doing every crappy 80s dance you possibly can. And it all sucks. Yeah. It kind of looks like a jazzercise video. Right. Yeah. It, that is exactly what I thought. Like, she's got her hands above her head and she's uh-huh. pumping hard, you know. Get those arms moving, ladies. <laughs> I want to see those kicks. <laughs> Kick higher. Yeah, I can't say vanity good because vanity is easy to look at. Right. But So I was, when I'm watching this, my first thought is, is like, I'm fading back into Xanadu going, 
Is she less attractive or more attractive than Olivia Newton-John here? What do we got going on? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb because when we did Xanadu, we kind of threw uh, Olivia Newton-John under the bus because her dancing is mediocre. Yeah. Compared to uh, uh, Gene Kelly, who is a, is a master. Sure. Um, I think she's be- I think Olivia Newton-John's better in dancing than Pia Zadora. Yeah, she's better at singing and easier to look at, too. Yeah, yeah no, Pia Zadora stinks. <laughs> Eric's back I, over I don't there know. going. It takes some pretty, pretty, a whole lot of talent to walk between those swings perfectly timed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I was waiting for her to get wiped out. I was like, I wonder how many shots that they did yeah, where somebody takes, like just fucking kicked her. Doof, right in the side of the head and she takes a face full of sand. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Makeup. <laughs> no, just roll with it. Um, so uh, this guy named Frankie shows up who's Craig Schaefer. And he is mad at everybody for having fun on the beach and singing and dancing because he is the ruler of the teenagers in this yeah. town, I guess. And he's decides he decides when they sing and dance. And uh-huh. if he's not there, then he clearly didn't decide that they could sing and dance. Yeah. So now he's like, you're breaking the rules, my rules. Freelancing music videos on the goddamn beach. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, right. But he's also like a like a like a tough guy. He's uh-huh. like a a fifties uh, put a, a cigarette pouch. He doesn't in his have sleeves, a shirt on, and he's got like a well, yeah. But I mean, he's supposed to be a tough guy. He's like right out of the movie Outsiders. Only right? once he came out of the movie, they really glammed the shit out of his face. <laughs> oh, he Just looks hit him good. With a hair dryer, Jesus, and he looks good with lip gloss on. Because there there are some close ups in this film where it's like, oh. I see that we've changed the shade of your lip gloss for this one. His poopy face. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't think I've ever seen anybody be this pouty in a goddamn movie. Especially a quote unquote tough guy. Tough guy. He's the leader of the pack. They didn't even bother to give the gang like a proper name. Yeah. It's just called the pack. Yeah. He's the leader of the pack. Vroom, vroom. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's baffling that he cares so much about the singing and dancing. And he is uh, Didi, Piazadora's character's name, uh, her boyfriend. And But she's not allowed to sing in the band, even though he knows that she can, quote unquote, sing and dance. Yeah. So I think he's well, also a little bit upset. She sings more than he does. Right? <laughs> he keeps like protest. You know, he keeps getting angry that. You know, because he's supposed to be the singer of the band. He never he never sings in the band. Though. No, there's another guy. Right, the only there's time the other guy that sings. Yeah, because isn't the only time he sings in this movie is the Call of the Beast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and he takes over for Jermaine when they redo the same track from the beginning. Oh, that's yeah. true. That is true. <laughs> but he, they don't record new, new when vocals. They, they just use Jermaine's stuff. <laughs> and they seriously, I'll just wait for it, but God, the end of music video it's from the fucking mall like we all got to be in that music video <laughs> um we also got to introduce sheriff ruth gordon uh yeah. she's the sheriff in town she spots uh the aliens coming in from their spaceship they, we should mention that they travel or slash teleport using a phone box which is 84 before bill and ted but sure. it, i guess it's also after doctor who so and superman and Superman, yeah, I guess everything just happens in a phone booth. 
I don't know. I think you're missing the most important thing here um, is that she's spying on her neighbor doing lifting weights. She, it was, she's being a perv. He's doing cock thrusts. Yeah, he was just in. He was in tidy whities doing cock thrusts. <laughs> he's not oh. even working. Out. Is him. that a thing? Do you guys? I don't know, Eric. You should weigh in on this. Do you guys just stand in front of a window doing the cock thrust? O- only when I know that Ruth Gordon's watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, he does such a strong cock thrust that that's how. He knocks her telescope up and she sees the aliens that way. Right. Um, <laughs> and this is one of my, there's a, a few lines that I, I just love. Uh, and this is one I opened the show with, you know, just her, her line read it, again, Academy award winning line read here. Of, They're here. <laughs> it's an attack. <laughs> Yeah, she thinks it's an alien invasion, so she's going to go take these motherfuckers out, I guess. Which is pretty much the end of that plot line. I mean, she doesn't get into a whole lot of hijinks. She's not fucking... uh, Till the end. uh, Chief Mauser from Police Academy. She's not gumming up the works very much at all throughout the rest of this movie, which I, I kind of is bummed about because I wanted to see, you know... Some shenanigans with Ruth Gordon doing stuff. Well, she has the best joke in the movie, but we'll get to that later. Okay. So they land, and they uh, turn their robot buddy into a fire hydrant, and uh, they spot some teenagers at Lover's Lane because they're, they're not just there to, like, observe rock. They're observe, there to observe all culture or surrounding rock music. And... Uh, one of them appears to be trying to rape his girlfriend and she's like, no, 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 I don't, I can't, I can't. And so they're like, okay, zap. And they take off everybody's clothes. And then there's like a, some titties here. There's some titties <laughs> in a PG movie. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa, titties. They're really fast. So you don't get a good look at them, but you're still like, oh, those were titties. Is this a kid's movie? Cause yeah. I kind of thought this was a kid's movie. And then there's topless ladies <laughs> so i'm not sure and then, well they say some they have some strong language later too yeah i couldn't tell because there's like oh look at bad stuff in the shitter like wait <laughs> right. what yeah what kind of movie is this uh i i liked this scene set up okay because the guy's getting nowhere with his girlfriend right so he starts wishing on the stars yeah, to help right, him right and then everybody's naked i I thought it was funny. but it, So they steal their clothes, but only one guy ends up wearing any of the clothes. Yeah. I don't really get that. Yeah. Well, no, they, they all change. It's just half the aliens get the guy clothes and half the aliens get the girl clothes from Lover's Lane. Uh, but in the very next scene, 10 seconds later, they're just all back in their right. purple space uniforms. Yes. Oh, man. Um, so they go into basically Mel's Diner, which is the teenage hot spot. It's where yeah, officially titled local teenage hangout. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> we want to be, uh, you know, we don't want people to get lost. Um, and they've got the pack is in there playing. Uh, so we get a music video from them. Uh, Eric, what's the timer? Six fifty one since uh, since the last. Yeah. one. this is We've one of the longer ways. stretches in between music videos. <laughs> that's so long. But that's, that's actually one of my favorite songs here, Justine. Yeah. Justine. It, it's, yeah, it's basically. Um, uh, just a rockabilly, uh-huh. uh, you know, Brian Setzer or Stray Cats uh, song. Yeah, I don't. Um, what and the- and you could just e- immediately tell that this band, the, the they're called Jimmy and the Mustangs, mm-hmm. were the band. Um, they are way more talented <laughs> than the Rima band. Right, but they don't fit. Like it's it's so weird that they chose to go with this uh, opposite 
that's rockabilly. Yeah. When rockabilly is not exactly hot shit in 1984. It's never. Rockabilly is always oh, no, on is, the fringe. Yeah. Rockabilly from when the Stray Cats were big. I thought the Stray um, Cats were big in like 86, 87. I think it was this time. All right. All right. Well, maybe they are on something, but uh, I thought it was a very strange opposing musical style to the new wave-ish of the shitty, shitty Devo. Maybe that was just number one and number two was Stray Cats and Devo. Yeah. The week <laughs> that her husband decided to pay for this shit. I just do these. <laughs> That's what the kids like. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like... Thr- or like uh, Thriller just came off the top three list, yeah. and he doesn't pay any attention to that at all. I guess no, he had, had he waited a week, it would have been like John Cicada in Dire Straits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it would have been a really confusing movie. Um, so they come in, uh, the Devo band, uh, and sit down, and they make it instantly weird because they don't know how anything works on Earth. So they got to be goofballs about it and shove straws up their each other's nose and eat too much sugar, mess and with the napkins. napkins the napkin dispenser, which is kind of magical if you think about it. It just keeps, <laughs> you know, replacing. Yeah, well, how does this thing? It's like you're the endless scarf that uh, magicians pull out of you. You know, what's weirder than that, though, is in the same scene, Frankie is back there pouring pepper into his hand and eating it. Well, you know, he's a tough guy. That's what tough guys do, Jackie. Just eat pepper. Just eat pepper. Yeah, I gotta hang out and eat this pepper. People won't, they'll disrespect my turf later. Probably sneeze on your friends and lug all over them. It's gonna be gross. <laughs> you know, that'd be shit in your teeth. Right? Pepper always gets stuck in your teeth. Yeah, well. Poor you, oral hygiene on that man. You're not really worried about what your teeth look like if they're clean if you're a tough guy. Dirty is good. No, nobody likes shit in your teeth. Okay, all right. I guess I don't know much about being a tough guy. Um, so he can't No, She's right. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, you've got some asparagus in your teeth. <laughs> oh, hold on. It's, oh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Never mind. So they're outside making it weird in the restaurant. Meanwhile, Piazzadora Didi is in the bathroom talking to her pal about how Frankie is this controlling b-hole, but she still likes him because she's down with the D uh, and so then we get another musical number. Yep. Eric, what's the clock? Four minutes. Four minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one is super bizarre because it involves singing and dancing in shitters. <laughs> and you can see they're the, pooping. They're, they're pooping, pooping their underwear down around their ankles and they're moving their ankles around and the underwears are flopping everywhere. And then one person doesn't even have underwears. Right. They're just well, in there. As it's panning across, you see like all these girls in the, under the stalls, and it's just close up looking under the stalls at feet dancing uh, with their underwear around their ankles. And as it goes across, you got boxers and you got, you know, just all sorts of different kinds. And then the second to last girl has. I've always wondered about this because I'm looking at a better copy online now than what I used to watch on the VHS. Uh-huh. But it, it, it's like this. Pausing it, it looks like there's like a cartoon character on the front of her undies. Oh, okay. But as it goes by kind of quickly, especially in the old VHS copy, it just looked like a giant poo stain because it's oh, like a yellowish look, brown I, color. I know what Eric's talking about. I thought it was poo, but it didn't make any sense because it was on the front of her undies <laughs> and a little off to the side. And I'm like, what the? Sh- how do you poo on the front of your undies? Yeah. Talent. And then, yeah, the last girl just go in commando. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they they're bouncing in and out of the toilets, they, jumping all around, know, break into an unwiped dance number. Right. 
mean, you know, I guess uh, I guess if you're in a public bathroom and you, somebody starts a flash mob, what are you going to do? Not join it? Yeah. I... <laughs> Time out, guys. I've got a wipe first. Yeah. <laughs> Can somebody spare a square? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so she basically tells everybody, yeah, I'm with him because of uh, the ding-dong in that song. Um. She comes. She comes out of the bathroom and gives the uh, uh, A B C D guy, the lead guy of the band, kind of a googly eyes, and he proceeds to explode. He blows up. <laughs> he does the. Some guys will do anything to impress a girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like going around getting his limbs and shit. Which leads to guess what? A fucking music, a music video. video. A minute later. Is this? This is the song. That's like Tractor Man or something. Combine Man. Combine and Man. Combine. It's another just terrible Devo. <laughs> uh, I had read. Oh, go ahead. I think it's the worst song in the, in the movie. It might be. I read that the guy that wrote it, the lead singer, worked at a mental asylum. And this was hmm. he. the lyrics to this were verbatim stuff that a crazy guy would say. Yeah. So because he's exploded. They teleport back to the ship and with all his body parts, stick him in machines and rebuild him via goofy comedy and hijinks. Yeah. And so now he's back. Okay. But then they end the the music video like with a really hard cut to them standing on a tractor with people all around going, yay. Like they've been hearing the song the whole time. Right. So did they just play a show and we didn't get to see it? Yeah. And who's this fucking farmer that they've talked into? <laughs> like, hey, give us around your tractor because the tractor is moving when we cut into the uh-huh, shot. So, uh-huh. I mean, is he just driving around in like a circle? Are they putting on their own parade in the middle of town? Right. We're a space band on a tractor. Thanks, guy. Thanks, guy. <laughs> and apparently it's the bomb because Dee Dee comes running up and she's like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. You have to play the high school That's not Dee Dee. talent show. Or no, her friend. Yeah, you're right. You're Diane. Right. Di- her name's Diane? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's like, you guys have to play the high school talent show because that's basically what it is. It's it's the the battle of the bands that's happening down at Heidi High uh, tonight. What's it called? It has a stupid name. Heidi High? No, that's the school. But the, the, what, what's it called? The show? The Cotillion. The Cotillion. What does that even mean? I, I think it's like a, a like a fancy dance for like I don't know rich people or something. Like it's I just zillions, it, it, zillions <laughs> of the dance. But uh, yeah, so they start like picking on Diane's clothes and her hair, and she's like, inv- as they're inviting, as she's inviting them to the dance, they're like assaulting her. They're and- getting in there pretty good. They're stealing her shit. And, but they introduce themselves. Uh, they're Absid, uh, FG, Jack Lim. This is all just the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Right. My favorite, Nopqueer, mm-hmm. and uh, Stuvitz and AU. I wonder if that's their, like, if that theme ran into the not movie thing. Like, if they're, like, Daft Punk, like, that's their characters when they, if they ever went on tour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Think so because then the the lead the lead guy Absid is isn't in the band. He right, has the yeah. actor that they hired yeah. for the acting talent. He's just terrible. Right. Uh, yeah. So he agrees as long as Dee Dee's going to be at the show because he's now 
head over heels in love with Dee Dee. And then guess what? He has a fantasy about her, and it's a music video. Three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, eventually goes back to the diner with this electronic love potion number nine jobber. It's this little device that the, the, the rock aliens have to, I guess, seduce women. It's Sonic GHB. Sonic GHB. They, at this point, they haven't even really tried to pick up any women, so I'm not quite sure why they thought we need a device. Right. Maybe he could just start with hi. Can I buy you a milkshake? I'm absid. Let's have some dumplings. <laughs> Would you like to share my cheese fries? Right, right. Yeah, cheese fries is probably more dinery than dumplings. You know, yeah, it's a good thing you two are already married to each other. Yeah. You can pick up shit with those lines. Yeah, we're right now. It's working for me. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he, I guess he set it to the wrong setting or it doesn't work on earth or whatever, but it's set basically to dude. Yeah. And so he ends up in a man pile. It's set to gay joke, and it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's No, it's not. It's, it's offensive. But again, it was the 80s, so nothing was offensive, right. I guess. But my favorite part is when the like the dirty... It look, he kind of looks like the cook from You Can't Do That on Television. Yeah. He yeah. starts joining the man pile. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's uncontrollable. And uh, so she, he, they break it by man-piling him, the device, and she pulls him out. So she is like, oh, hey, uh, what's up, Absid? What, are you going to be at the show tonight? And he's like, yeah, but what we want you to do is you, we want you to sing at, as part of our band. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm not allowed to sing because of repression. But, mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, I'll do it. So now Frankie's really got a problem with this whole situation. He doesn't know yet. He does now because he just walked in. He sees them together. He's like, oh, motherfucker, not on my watch. Because I'm a misogynist, and also I'm tough, question mark, and good-looking, question, question mark. mark. His okay, hair so is amazing. I gotta yeah. I gotta ask. So she's telling Asid to go to the bathroom, the ladies' bathroom, right. and hide. Bail. Yeah, get out of here. So <laughs> how uh, have you guys ran to the women's restroom to hide from a group of thugs? It's not the worst. Well, Would you? No. No. Not these thugs. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, these guys specifically... I would not run from. No. <laughs> what are you going to do? Give me the poopy face to death? Yeah. Oh, boy. So they take him outside, and they're gonna, they've are gonna. they got weapons. They've got chains and knives and lead pipes. And they're going to kill him. They're going to kill him. They've you know, they're, they're, they got tough guy weapons. they got a hatchet. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Eric. They've got an axe. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't just have one of those when you're a tough guy roaming greaser gang? That murders people. That murders people. Because <laughs> they just... In between songs, of course. Like, you think that they're going to just rough them up, and they're like, no, we are set to murder immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like That escalated a little too fast. But fortunately for him, he's got this plastic shield device thing that he it's can It's supposed enable. to be a force field, but it's just fucking plastic. It's just plastic. Yeah, it's space plexiglass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so stupid looking. Well, so, and, and at one point, the, the gang takes a break. And uh, they're trying to figure out, like, why, you know, why can't we, we hit this guy? You know, maybe he knows Kung Fu. Maybe he knows Scientology. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that was weird. But huh. then they've already, again, they've already attacked him with an axe. And then the big saxophone player guy with the skunk hair, you know, tr takes out the ultimate weapon, puts on brass knuckles. Like, right. 
that's not the escalation. <laughs> they're they're no. like, that's going to do it. We've, we've tried a knife and an axe, but yeah, brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Oh, the big gun. Yeah. Yeah, of course it doesn't work. And then he just like does the comedy, his hand and arm shake because he punched the plexiglass so hard. It's Oh, it's awful. Um, meanwhile, one of the other band members, I can't remember which one, has gone to learn about people at the insane asylum. Sure. Because why not? Why not? I guess I'm guessing he's the one that worked at the one. <laughs> no, it was supposedly the lead singer. Okay. Interesting. I just this is this whole scene is like there's a couple of scenes from the original script that we're not gonna drop, and we need this one to get those back into the movie. Yeah. Cause this whole thing just sets up these two mental patients escaping the mental institution who are crazy murderers, I guess. One of them is well, got Berryman. a... Look at him. Yeah. yeah. The, what the other guy is just like pulling a cart. He's got a like a air, uh, like a oxygen tank. Like, yeah. He's got a scuba oxygen tank. I don't know <laughs> if it's that's scary. supposed to be menacing, but it's just a guy with emphysema walking <laughs> slow. Ah! <laughs> And they go into a gun store and buy all of the guns, except for the bazooka, because that'll be here in a couple days. Yeah. But they got two rocket launchers. Yeah. Right. That are better. I guess. Well, they're newer. Like a bazooka is an actual, like World War II shit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, why did they decide to buy all the guns? Because it seems like they're staging something and then they never use any of the guns. No. Well, it's to set up the one of the jokes from for Ruth Gordon, because she's... While she's obsessed with these aliens, she sees these you know psychos walking by with a shopping cart full of of weapons and claymore mines, and uh, comments, "Ah, there's a fine example of our right to bear arms." Right. <laughs> uh, they end up at the gym because, of course, that's where they've got to join the movie somehow. So now they live at the gym and are hanging out at the gym, and they're going to be psychos at the gym where the rock bands happen, or the Battle of the Bands is happening that night. So one my, real quick, before we get to the cotillion, uh, I just want to mention my, my favorite joke of the movie is uh, Ruth Gordon and the and the deputy find that someone's been murdered at the like fried chicken place or something, and uh, the body is underneath the sheet. And uh, so Ruth Gordon comments that her, you know, she hates having to call up the family of, of murder victims, but uh, she she gets on the phone, and in a very polite voice, she asks, uh, "Am I speaking to the widow of John S. Lamont?" And on the voice, the phone, you hear, "Oh no, you must be mistaken. I'm not a widow." The hell you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets me. I, that, I think that's that's the the, the best joke of the movie. Yeah, but, um, uh, just just little old Ruth Gordon calling calling to notify the victim's family. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Toughest and part of the job. The worst zingers. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Zingers. <laughs> uh, so the deputy, her deputy, also goes out to look for the psychos, or I mean the the aliens, because she's still on find the aliens plot, and he runs into. Uh, uh, the the main escapee, Chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, and gets into a big fight with him. That's pretty silly. This was just weird. Because there's some old man sleeping in right. the background of this fight. 
what is that old man doing? I don't know. Like, it looks like he's reading the paper, but he doesn't move. And there's a, like an empty bottle of whiskey there. Uh-huh. Did the deputy die? No. No. The, the climax of the fight is they go through enough appliances that finally uh, Berryman is, ends up with a can opener, uh-huh. a mechan- like an electric one. Right. And then uh, the deputy defends himself with tomato soup. Uh-huh. And then he just gets icky. Covered in tomato soup. And then I, there was some whipped cream, I guess, that was ended up on the cutting room floor because he's covered in white stuff and he calls the They toothbrushed him to death. Oh, that's yeah, right. The, the automatic toothbrush. The toothbrush was yeah, the climax. I guess he goes down because of the automatic toothbrush. But then he calls the sheriff and reports in that he lost a fight to a murderer. She's like, I don't care. Back Get back in. over here. Yeah, he's like, I'm not doing my job good. I'm headed back in. He, you might say he had a brush with death. He said that. I think he said something else, actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, something, yeah something like that. Yeah, he got uh, the uh, brush off. Yeah, he got the brush off. I like mine better. Of course I do. <laughs> um, so now we've got the Battle of the Bands. Devo takes the stage, and then the pack takes the stage, and they have the exact same scene from Xanadu where the opposing sides yeah. of music end up playing the same song it happens to be off of pia zadora's album this time right (laughs) which the lyrics are dance 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 everybody dance 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 Uh, dance dance you wouldn't be surprised to find that the album is titled let's dance tonight oh okay okay well that may that what seems to fit uh well i don't know if she's going to be put on in the same category as say john lennon uh or say paul simon uh, for music writing because it's just dance, 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 dance. I mean, Lionel Richie at least did it on the fucking ceiling. Yeah, right. Uh, All right, Jackie, but- I, I got to ask about the costume here. So Pia Zadora gets transformed into a white, spacey, yeah. V-neck, sleeveless, big-shouldered jumpsuit mm-hmm. with like a future space scrunchie on the top of her head and giant glittery pockets. Pockets. So she can hold her keys. <laughs> well, her no, it's keys. for the choreography because the first like full half of this song, everyone in in on the dance floor has their hands in their pockets and they're doing like this pocket shoulder dance. Right. It, it's this is <laughs> this is amazing and and um, especially with the the like. Piazzadora's dance partner for most of the music videos got this receding hairline, and and it's supposed to be a high school dance. Yeah, right. The mustache guy? guy? Mustache wrong. Yeah, mustache guy. What's he doing there? And what's with the the lady with the holes in her shirt costume? I don't remember. I didn't see her. I saw her. That's the biggest problem with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jackie, Piazzadora's white jumpsuit here. There were a couple of, of shots of her that made her look like she had a dick. Yeah. And kinda. I kept watching for it. And then there were some shots where it looked like she had no underoos on. She I don't was think totally, she had underoos, Jax. She was camel toeing it pretty Jeez. hard. Yeah, I don't think you saw... I think you saw Shadow from Toe, and you th- just thought that there was a little bit more package. She may be also pretty fluffy down there, and maybe there was a little, um, you know... You don't need to explain this to me. Okay. I saw a dick. It was like clear she, up, what, she like a hard-on dick. Does not have a hard-on dick, Jackie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> that would really have made the news. Piazzadora's got a hard-on dick. <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> yeah. After this, the weather. The billionaire's wife actually has penis. 
You don't know that. She could be a hermaphrodite. She's not. All right. Anyway. You just, I think you see dick in places where there's not dick. <laughs> anyway, that's just what I noticed about this junk suit. A little <laughs> flimsy in the crotch area. It was pretty bad in the crotch area. Uh, but overall, I thought it pretty much rocked. It was, it was, it was not as good as the opening British flag outfit. Mm-hmm. But for her outfits for the rest of the movie, this was definitely number two. What yes. about the sweater that had USMC on it? Like right. stickered on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like she had on dress. the belt. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we didn't ask, Eric, what's our time count here for the Dance, Dance, oh, Dance? Oh, uh, well, we've had a couple other songs, but uh, kind of mixed in. Uh, but but this one, that, um, oh, let's see, about four minutes. Four uh, minutes. Or four okay. or five minutes since the last music yeah, video. That, that, that seems about right. And um, uh, this, this one... It, <laughs> I love how the the Devo band um, they're doing these like high kick uh, spin kicks over the keyboard and rocking with the guitar. Yeah, that just yeah totally eighty eightizing eightyizing out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then it, of course to to really cap off the eighties tone, the, the whole song dance number ends with the moonwalk. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that, and they won. They won the. I think they won the rock off the. Space Devo, right? Sure. Because people were kind of like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think that it's like any war. Uh-huh. It was the people that lost. Right. <laughs> when the elephants dance, yeah. it's the ground that loses. I, My favorite part about this whole thing, right? Because it goes on for quite a while. Yeah, this is a long dance number. But my favorite thing is when the principal gets up there and he's like, uh, hey, there's a killer. We need to shut down this fancy ball we're having right. and he gets hit in the head with like a sandbag <laughs> yeah by by the other psychopath who which yeah. implies that these guys are just running around killing teenagers off camera yeah where that guy's running the lights for this dance battle right but he the, the principal says there's been murders that that's what the the whole the equipment that he rolls around is it's not the oxygen tank it's it's all the equipment to uh to work the lights for yeah, this yeah right <laughs> it's got yeah it's, it's a lot of lights and some robotics in there oh brother okay so dd and abcd go to the uh to the lake together so they're having their own little falling in love dealy to thing and uh her friend uh, Diane is now being chased around by Chainsaw, uh-huh. who is uh, giving us his typical slasher uh, uh, act until his chainsaw breaks. And she's like, you, you son of a bitch, you don't take care of that chainsaw. Yeah. So then she starts helping him rebuild his chainsaw. <laughs> In context, this scene may have actually been funny. It's just like, what is going on here now? Right. Well, there's, there's, there's a they, they really crank up the sexual innuendo here mm-hmm. of uh, you know, hey, 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 that's no way to treat your tool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You want me to give it the first pull? Right. <laughs> and uh, but uh, you know. Maybe it's just Michael Berryman, but I thought these two had a whole lot more chemistry together than uh, than Pia Zadora and uh, the oh, alien absolutely. guy. Yeah, because they're just terrible together. But these two kind of work together, you know, play off each other and stuff. Yeah, I, I spotted that too. And Michael Berryman's just good. Period. Exactly. Um, so ABC or Absid says tells her that Dee Dee that they're from space, and she's like, "Oh, I don't really care about that. That sounds neat." Uh, let's go check out your spaceship. 
So they teleport in, but a couple of the pack guys see them go in. Uh-huh. So they're like, hey, wait a minute. Something fuzzy's going on here. And teleportation. And, and line that for some reason my brother and I will still quote to each other in just random situations is when the, when the pack guy first sees him go up into the spaceship, he, he just kind of is stunned and like, oh, that's not normal. And then just says, acid flashback. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's still a line. That, I don't know that why it is things that stick with you, but it'll just you know it'll come up something will come up every once in a while. Just saying, oh, acid flashback. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought because he said that that whole thing was not going to go anywhere, but it does because Frankie now is like he just storms out and he's like, the pack is done. I'm breaking up the pack. You guys are dickheads. Get out of here. Yeah. Wait, what? Okay, why? 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 Pizzador broke up with me and now my band's gotta break up too because of what? <laughs> like, I don't get why he does this. Is he even in the other band? Right, is he in the pack at all? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy smoking a cigarette in the back with a tambourine. Right? <laughs> he's Peter Tork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it makes no sense. So then he gives us Jackie's favorite yeah. musical number the the nature of the b song and what are we at on time now well this is kind of a long stretch of of like plot and this is kind of for me where the movie starts to fall apart because <laughs> I mean, uh, it's been eight and a half minutes oh, since the music oh video happened and, uh, oh man what were they thinking eight and a half minutes yeah. without a song that's like three music videos <laughs> right. right there <laughs> but um this oh my goodness this this music video of Craig Shepard just strutting around, and then has, there's a cougar because it's the nature of the beast. And right. the locker, he goes to, opens his locker in the school, and it's like a whole wall of lockers where the yeah the cougar lives in there. I guess <laughs> it's like a and there's a poster room, though, of of Piazadora all glammed up with like a chain frame around it. It, it is. Uh, well, you, you don't creepy. expect when he goes to walks up to the locker that that's what you're going to see inside. Yeah, a, a puma. Um, well, and he has some kind of S and M equipment in there too. That's on the like floor. That. Yeah, and it looks like maybe some some cuffs or like a neck thing. Just the whole walls are fuzzy. Puma. Yeah, it's for the cougar. It's for the cougar. Nice. That's <laughs> for the cougar. It's just a normal leash. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can walk your cougar out of its fluff room. That is a metaphor for your own uh, masculinity. Sure. Uh, so um, oh, we're not going to go too deep into the lyrics of Nature of the Beast. It's, it's just if you can find it on YouTube, if that's all you wanted to partake in this movie, watch the music video for this. Uh, it's fucking terrible i've never seen anybody suck so bad in my life oh it's just my amazing. favorite is when he becomes shipwrecked in the middle of the and thing and what? all of his pants are like he's he's a pirate he he, he gets, hulks out yeah he hulks out his pants well, uh, yeah no shirt change. no shoes um shipwreck pants shipwreck pants <laughs> it's so weird and, and then he and then the two ladies that join him in the dance choreography as they're doing like you know cat claw oh my hand motion choreography yes. as they're jumping around on each other and he starts doing like sexy cat push-ups uh-huh. <laughs> and like that is biting the, perfect the air way to describe that and it is like wow who if this was your idea wow if it wasn't <laughs> why are you doing it yeah no did you see it oh boy um so the pax wears vengeance wait like, they end the video with him just putting the puma in the 
locker. In the locker. It's <laughs> right. shutting well, locker. Lives. Like, he lives there. That's where you live. That's he lives there. Uh, <laughs> the pack swears vengeance against Frankie. They call him the garbage man now. They toss. He tosses us out like garbage. They go through a long string of thoughts, and they end up on the other end that they're going to beat the shit out of yeah, him. Get him. They, uh, they really stretch out that garbage man analogy. Oh, yeah. it's so weird. The dialogue is so terrible right there. Um, and then Dee Dee dumps Absid up in the spaceship because he's like, let's go to my planet. Uh, you'll never come home again. And also you have to get rid of all your emotions, just like I need a tune-up on my emotion yeah. removal surgery. And she's like, what? Dude, fuck that shit. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> also, why are you even here? Right? If you're here for Brock and... That doesn't even make sense. It does not make sense. Uh, yeah, no. So she, their their whole relationship is done, which makes him have a whole role reversal where now it appears that he's like, okay, well, I've learned my lesson about life on Earth. I must help these two, uh, Frankie and Dee Dee, find love together again. Because he stopped punching people, so he's not a dickhead anymore. Right. No, he's still a total he's dickhead. Still a total dickhead. Because down on Earth, um, the other slasher guy has found Frankie and is trying to kill him. And Dee Dee runs in, and she's like, "No, Frankie, don't get. Watch out! Watch out!" She says, "Look out! <laughs> Look out!" He's already on top of me. Uh, <laughs> what am I looking for exactly? What, what is there? Somebody else that's gonna fall from the sky? Yeah, is that what I'm looking out for? Ooh, look out! <laughs> Stay back, Diddy. Stay back. And he fights the slasher off, and then the leg monster comes in and grabs Diddy, and it's in the halls of the high school. It seems to be just wrapped around the whole school. Yeah, as well, because it's again suddenly had some weird motivation to be in this movie. It yeah. likes, I telling you, it's in the movie like periodically. It just is sneaking into shots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just—it's like, always been there. You just don't notice it unless you're looking for it, like I was, because I was like, "Oh, there's a monster again." I don't know what its goal is. <laughs> it's just a silent thread of hentai yeah. constantly throughout the movie. So, to not gloss over this, uh, right after you know your main character leaves a spaceship, goes back to the high school to find her ex-boyfriend being attacked by a, a psycho killer, and then. They all get attacked by a giant squid that wraps itself around the high school. That that is uh, that is an amazing sentence, right there. <laughs> I don't know. And then I, they're you know. saved by Chainsaw Guy. <laughs> they're saved by Chainsaw Guy because they that joke finally pays off. They're now pals. And I think they're more. They're more. And he gets the chainsaw going, cuts through the wall, goes in there, finds the squid monster, cuts just the smallest bit off that he can. It's not like the whole arm or anything, yeah. just the tip. And I had to look for this because I read that they were going to do blood, but they decided not to, So they, but they couldn't just not do anything, so they shot bubbles out I like the bubbles. I it's, thought the bubbles yeah. was a nice touch. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought it was weird, and at this I, point I was like... You know what, shipwreck puma guy, <laughs> and now Whatever. we have monster bubbles. I'm I'm in monster bubbles. That's what they're made of inside. Oh, it's like rainbows and unicorns. It's just monster bubbles. <laughs> so you actually want to get molested by this giant squid? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bubbles. Um, okay, so now the chainsaw and the mechanic are in love, or Diane, I should say. Uh, Frankie and Dee Dee are now back together. They're in love. And the pack has gone up into the spaceship and vandalized it. They didn't kill any of the, because the, they're murderers. We, we have that established. Yeah. 
but they don't do any. They just spray paint the inside of the spaceship, and then I guess bail. Yeah. No, the one guy's still in there. Yeah, but it seems like he kind of got drunk or something because he's laying in a tube. He just got tired. Yeah. Took right. a nap. <laughs> that was a little odd. Like, why are you in that tube? Why did they just go in there and spray paint uh, the alphabet Devo sucks or whatever they're Get out of here, aliens. Stupids. <laughs> like, oh. Stupids. And they're really dejected about it because their emotions are back, I guess, because yeah, they're sad. Right. Our spaceship, bummer. Let's help these guys fall in love because the pack is still going to try to kill Frankie, but they hit a keyboard uh, button, like an actual Roland keyboard, not a QWERTY keyboard, and it churns the pack into Boy Scouts. I thought they were Girl Scouts. Or they're whatever. something dumb. They're something dumb. And they turn uh, Sheriff Ruth Bader and the deputy into uh, uh, windsurfers. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. not? They clean yep. up the lake. And then, you know, the ending shot is my, my Loch Ness monster guy. And he's like, he's got his little arm up and he's got a, a, a bandage on it. Uh-huh. And it says Loch Ness or bust. Yep. He's out of there. I love that little thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're so weird. <laughs> and then they leave. They leave Earth and go on to their next... I I don't know if they learned a lesson if they're or if they just go study they other rock planets all uh, Star Trek go make another planet stupid for right. about an hour and a yep. half yeah well and then we we end uh, at with Frankie and Piazadora Didi doing a duet and I think you were going to talk about you mentioned this earlier a little bit in front of just the cheapest mall green screen oh it's terrible it's the and, and the song since the song again has lyrics that include rainbow sky sunshine and light as they you say those words the background has rainbows and sunshine right. and sky oh my gosh uh it's 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 high it's high school photo day guy yeah. the photographer who does that shit well, oh yeah, i think God, you used to bad. go to the mall and tw- pay twenty dollars and you could be in the music video and there right. was like really sh- it was this it was yeah. exactly this yeah and then they're doing it and Sheffer is like maybe it's maybelline all over the fucking oh, place absolutely. he's like shaking and flashing and it's oh and again it's just him lip-syncing to jermaine jackson yeah. from the beginning yep. of the movie and you know you'd really think that he would have brought his puma in yeah bring the puma man just <laughs> gotta get it out of there you can't live in a locker puma man <laughs> yeah puma man uh all right uh questions who wants to go first is there any two bigger assholes that have ever been in a movie than piazadora and craig schaefer and or their characters ah man those are the worst people okay why is piazadora's character bad if she's going out with him she's just as bad (laughs) well and she doesn't really care about rock alien guy no she is just in it for the fame and fortune she's he's like do you even love me and she's like sure i don't know yeah, and she, she's like, I'm gonna get a book deal, and I'm gonna get a yeah. recording I'm thing. I'm gonna be famous. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she doesn't give a she's, shit about she's anybody. Totally pulling a Lady Gaga from uh, that stupid Starsborn movie. Yeah, no, they suck. Both of these people suck. He at least has a character journey, which goes from "Hey, I'm a tough guy" to "I super love my girlfriend." Kind of, but it's not much of a journey. It's like he crossed the street <laughs> to not punching people. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, question? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, so, Final Count um, is a 90-minute movie. Uh-huh. I, I put in the opening credits and the closing credits into the music video category. Absolutely. 
what uh, what what your guys's guess for breakdown of music video versus non music video sections of the movie? You got ninety minutes to work with. What's your what's your breakdown? Oh man, okay. I'm so I'm saying out of ninety minutes, I bet seventy of them were spent on music. Uh, I'm gonna say that there was probably twelve music numbers total, which is a lot. Um, but I, there's just no way that it's that much. I'm going to go 40. I say 55, 55 minutes. Oh, Justin, you got it right on the nose. 40 mu- Boom. minutes of music video, 50 music minutes of, of, of a plot. Yeah. Nice. That's why I need to go to Burbank and shake there hands you go. with Drew Carey. Cause I am the price is right. 20 minutes, like a huge chunk of that non-music video part comes in the final half hour of the movie where things kind of, you know, slow down and start to suck overall. But, um, so up until that point, it was you know, it's pretty equal, uh, or even more music video for the first two yeah, thirds of the movie. I think it is. Uh, it's chock full, that's for sure. So how long before she leaves Frankie? Because he's not going to go anywhere. She's not going to get famous with him. She's not going to get famous with him. He's not, he doesn't even have a band. No, They're, his band. As soon as even she finds they, a better band, she's gone. Yeah, but is there a better band at Lake Erie? She'd have to get out of there. And how, who's going to take her? She sucks. I think she's stuck with him. She's yeah. going nowhere. But but it's an on and off thing. You know, she'll dump him and then he'll go, oh, I'm so sad. I'm not a panther. Uh, love me. And then she's like, I don't got nobody better than you because your band is now a bunch of Girl Scouts. <laughs> yeah. About like once every three months, he beats up somebody who's just passing through. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she's like, you're such a son of a bitch. I love you. Yeah. Don't ever leave me again. Because she actually likes it when he beats people up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they're 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 for each other, Jackie. They she she can't do better. <laughs> <laughs> she can't do better. All right. Um, my question is: Do they rock? <laughs> no. Do the rock aliens rock? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, they they sure don't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rima, the band. You guys suck. <laughs> I'm telling you, they couldn't make it as Christian rockers. They're not oh, going to make it any other way. They are so bad. No, I, I think the the uh, the the stray cat band is a, is a little more rock. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit rock. Yeah, but, uh, they're they're not great either. But you know, for just you know who they could find to be in this movie. Um, but then again, I mean, if if you're going to pay for the cinematographer of Star Wars, right. I mean, what were the Stray Cats actually doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how much could they have cost? I mean, you could have gotten Elda Barge or something, too. You I know? think that those people all said no. <laughs> Elda Barge said no? Yeah, everybody. It's too everybody good. It's except good for, for Elda Barge. <laughs> Rima and Jimmy and the Mustangs. They all what, said no. What about Right Said Fred? Were they available? <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't there yet. And if he, they were, he would have said no. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Who else? Favorite character? Uh, boy, do I have probably well, obviously Jermaine Jackson. I'm gonna have uh, to say the sheriff. Uh, yeah, probably Ruth Gordon. That's a good call. Um, I really, I thought again, Michael Berryman did a really yeah. good job, and I thought he was actually fun. Um, I don't think he stunk. I think he took his character that he always plays and spoofed it, and I thought that that was admirable that he did that. Um, so absolutely. I, I, yeah, it, it and, was and like it, Jaws it also, and uh, Happy Gilmore. I do have to agree with that with Michael Berryman. And then just by being close, I think the Diane character mm-hmm. you know, benefited from that too because she she uh, she worked well with him in that scene and 
And uh, even when they were like, all the aliens were like picking on her clothes and stuff. Uh, I don't know. She she just, and maybe it's just her next to Pia Zadora <laughs> makes yeah. her look like an amazing actress. Right. Oh, yeah. Jax? Oh, the sea monster. Sea monster. Okay, we should <laughs> yeah. clear that one up. Uh, is this movie worse than the apple? Yes. Yeah. I think it is, too. Uh, Which the it, apple is. Have you seen the as apple, Eric? as it gets. Um, I've only seen clips of it. I, I, um, and it's, I don't know. I, it doesn't look like entertaining to me. I, I think this movie is, is, uh, on an entertainment level is it, just, I could, I mean, like I said, I've watched this over and over mm. and over again and, and, uh, uh, and I'm entertained every time until maybe the last 20 minutes. But, um, it, <laughs> from a story, um, from a production there's, standpoint, there's no story. It's just, yeah. it's just something you know. People say a couple things so that another music video can happen. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just funny every single time. Yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, Golan Globus were better at making music movies than Pia Zadora. <laughs> there's a chance that I would watch this again, whereas I'm never watching the Apple. No, I will again, never though. watch the Apple again, though. You're absolutely right about that. Jackie oh, loves the Apple. I love the Apple. I thought it was great. Yeah. No, it's but I would fun. watch uh, this movie again, Rock Aliens. Okay. Well. Uh, I'm going to give it a do. So are, are we wrapped up with questions, I or do we want to give into final recommendations? Uh, oh, uh, I have a question for you. Sure, go ahead. Uh, when... When the robot got turned into a fire hydrant, mm-hmm. were there any? Could you guys see the comedy coming, coming? that was coming down the road? <laughs> yes. What else are you going to do with a fire hydrant? There's going to be a dog that tries to pee on it, mm. but but they I, flipped it in reverse. Yeah, flip it and reverse it. Yep. Yep. And uh, um, he got somebody I a parking it for the ticket. First time, and the whole room was like, "Hey, I bet you that something happens with the dog and that fire hydrant." Yep. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final recommendations. I'm going to start with you, Sam. I think it's a mega do. Okay. I think you you, you just have to. That being said, I probably hated every second of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sam was uh, writhing just a little bit in his chair in uncomfortableness. <laughs> I Craig Schaefer was like inside my head. <laughs> he was inside my head destroying my universe with suck. Yeah. He he is the mind flayer from Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> um, I am also going to give it a do with two very strong caveats. If you do not like musicals, do not. Um, and uh, I would also say that unfortunately, there's a there's a large contingent of people that were never alive in the '80s, and I think a lot of what you come here for is to. Be like, oh my god, yes, this was how it was. Yeah, it's a time There's capsule. So much crap was shoved in our throats because of, uh, you know, uh, media's access, uh, cable networks, and MTV, obviously, and the visual aspect of music. Uh, this is what it was. And so if you don't have that, I kind of think you might have a totally different experience watching it. But... The other caveat is, is if you're touring bottom 100 films or films that should be in the IMDb bottom 100, this has a spot. I believe that this is the worst musical I've ever seen in my entire life. And <laughs> yeah. that uh, should be uh, something that uh, film historians should take part in. Absolutely. Jackie? Oh, I already said I'm giving it a do. Yeah, yeah. I was entertained and uh, I, I'm with Sam. The, the singing 
was awful. But if you are, if you can kind of get past that <laughs> and you can just kind of watch the people that are in the movie and watch like the backup dancers and stuff, mm-hmm. there's just some weird shit there's back some there. some weird shit. And I, yep. I don't even think that I saw even half of it. And I was watching for it. Yeah. Like an old guy who's, I don't know, maybe he's dead. I, he's reading the newspaper and there's an empty bottle of whiskey there. I have no idea. Why doesn't the psycho just kill him? It's so strange. Eric, we know where you're going to be at. You're going to be on a do, but uh, why oh, don't you yeah. tell us why it's a forever do for you? Like you said, a mega do. This is, I put this up there with, with Troll 2 in the in the so bad it's good because you're you're just constantly laughing at the insanity of it the bad acting in it um and it's like in troll 2 it continues to be funny in different ways that is as the whole story evolves Mm -hmm. because like like i guess it's what they've tried to do from the beginning is make it like look like you're switching channels between different movies and then they oh, all just merge yeah. together right it, it, it's just 80s insanity on the screen and um yeah maybe maybe you weren't alive and, you know so you didn't know what it was like back then but if for no other reason it, it should be watched so that uh, uh you know we know what to avoid from the 80s <laughs> this is this is all of the crazy, weird part of the 80s that should never be duplicated. Right. And for that reason, maybe this should be preserved and watched and studied. Yeah, whereas like Stranger Things that everybody's watching and Jackie and I are watching it right now is like everything that was good about the 80s. Right. This right. is the opposite of that completely. Uh, so there you go. Um, Eric? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you once again, and uh, we'll do your pluggables, as the other podcasts like like to say. Oh, God, you're a hipster now. Yeah, pluggables. Give us your pluggables. <laughs> Can't we call them ploppins? Yeah. Ploppins? No. <laughs> don't ever look up plopping on the internet, but it's super <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> and don't use this. Eric, please give us your pluggables as soon as you can before Jackie starts talking again. Sure. Sure. Uh, so the Double Loop Podcast, whatever you listen to podcasts on, uh, you can uh, you just type in Double Loop Podcast and you can find it, or DoubleLoopPodcast.com, or um, I think uh, SoundCloud is where we uh, we um, store things so you can listen online there. And um, it, for 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 uh, lovers of bad movies I'll, I'll throw out another plug to something i did a, a, wa- a long time ago um friends and i again we were so into bad movies we decided to make our own uh it's called life room uh l-i-f-e uh, room which is on amazon prime it's a zero budget zombie movie uh it's it's not good so uh don't <laughs> go running off uh looking for the most amazing bad movie out there but it is short because uh you know we kind of finished and only ended up with 65 minutes so there that was what it is so yeah um i gave you guys a copy when i I hung out with you guys in in idaho uh but uh um i don't know it was a it was a fun little project we you know friends and i did one summer and uh now i can say i made a zombie movie can't say I made a good one, but uh, it is, uh, it's got zombies. There you go. Well, uh, we always tell our fans that uh, we encourage any artistic endeavors that they've ever uh, taken on to share because that's how kind of 
we're supported as well is people care about what we do on the side and help us out with that. And so a lot of fans have uh, uh, found the same uh, uh, connection by sharing what they've done. So please go check out Life Room on Amazon Prime. We are going to be doing a streaming do's and don't on it soon. Um, so thank you so much for have, being here, uh, for having us, Eric, on your uh, a podcast called Sneaker Madness. <laughs> I totally was going to say that for a second. Uh, thank you for show for coming and being on our show. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, have you around. And thank you so much for bringing this movie to our attention. And uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll have shared it with uh, a whole new group of people as well that will write Absolutely. us hate that's, mail. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, Eric. And, and, and who knows? Maybe if if uh, you know we can figure out a topic, I can have you guys guest onto onto my podcast. Yeah, we uh, that would be the worst thing you, you could. You don't want to do. have any of us talk about science at all. I'm like the best at it, and I suck. Jackie would just ask you questions about fingerprints on butts. You like just how to, do fingerprints well, and butts work? You know what though? It, it's kind of inter- what we we actually did interview someone who's kind of interested in true crime um a couple months ago and uh but you know doesn't really know a whole lot about it just to kind of get the the layperson view because part of our job is going into court and telling people on the jury who are just average regular people like you guys so it's it's sometimes helpful for uh (laughs) you know us people fingerprint people doing the job to hear the questions and thoughts of regular people to see what they're thinking so we can try to explain things better to them. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, like, can you get a fingerprint if you stick your finger up somebody's butt? Can see, they? I, that's exactly what she's going to do. <laughs> like, would you leave a fingerprint or would it just kind of, you know, get messed up? Yeah. <laughs> so, Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, yeah. I mean, that you could be the first guy to write a paper on butthole fingerprinting. Indeed, uh, and then uh, I would be uh, like, that's... "That happened on our podcast. I know that guy. He's the butthole fingerprint guy." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what? You're so weird. <laughs> I am weird. I'm sorry, but it's true. All right, team. I'm, I'm gonna have to workshop that nickname. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. We are gonna have to wrap up this week. Um, next week it is my pick. Uh, we're back at the top of the rotation, and we will be watching uh, a controversial choice uh, that uh, we may or may not get some hate mail from, and that Sam will have some very choice words for me for uh, choosing, but we're finally going to do Rumble in the Bronx. Mm. It's time to introduce a whole new generation again to the majesty that is that movie, the greatest kung fu movie of all time. Uh, Eric? What we do whenever we have a guest on the show is they always take us out by giving us a little uh, get to the chopper. So if you would, your best get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.